ESPN Radio 1380 and 100.9 Live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on ESPN Radio 1380 AM and 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply. Good morning and welcome to Talkin' Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply for a Saturday, May 23rd, 2020. Along with producer, co-host extraordinaire Justin Kenny from OPS, I'm Jim Shovlin. Thanks so much for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. It's easy to get a hold of us if you'd like to make a uh, comment, suggestion, opinion, uh, rant, etc. regarding local sports, do so via the Automotive Color and Supply text line at 46862. 46862. Please put TS in the front of your message so we know, yeah, hey, it's for us and uh, maybe not for the uh, the show down the hall or something like that. So, uh, got a great show lined up for you today. Of course, uh, we are going to complete the top 10. We started last week. The top 10 gymnasiums of Northeast Indiana. Uh, this is an outside the huddle.net feature that, uh, well, we latched onto, or I latched onto, and, and uh, this is incredible. This is something, uh, this is the kind of stuff that sports fans and high school sports fans in particular, and I know we got a lot of them out in the audience like to hear about and like to banter back and forth and in debate and uh, the criteria of the high school gymnasiums exactly like the high school football venues you know we're uh, we're based on uh, game night atmosphere design amenities and team success and uh, you were given a rating of up to five and um, outside the huddle.net uh, a there were a few fives I saw in, in, let's say, the top six. But still, in order to get a five, you have to be outstanding in that category. So uh, we're going to cover that. We're also going to be uh, looking at uh, Little League Baseball is going to start play on on or about June 14th. Uh, a lot of the leagues can start practicing as soon as Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken, Monday or Tuesday, so I think it's Tuesday. Um, I know my uh, stepdaughters are in Leo Grable softball, and they're going to be starting their practice on uh, Tuesday, so with restrictions. And so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Little League Baseball in District 10. Uh, Zach Groth from uh, WPTA 21 had a, a great uh, a little uh, little segment uh, along with Gary Gable, District 10 baseball administrator, uh, about what to expect if you have a child, uh, relative, neighbor playing Little League Baseball and when, what they are going to encounter when they get to the fields and the diamonds this season. So, hey, at least we're playing. But, uh, you know, I guess I'll, I'll take uh, some of the trade-offs of, uh, of care and, and scrutiny and uh, health and safety just to be able to get out on the field and in uh, play some ball. So um, we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, on this date in history, in uh, in Blake Seabrig's book, Fort Wayne Sports History, by the way, we'll be talking with Blake, find out what he's up to this week 
And there's always something different with Blake Sebring. He's always uh, working on an article or just released an article or working on a book. We're going to talk to him a little bit later on in the show, too. But in his book, Fort Wayne Sports History, on this date, May 23rd in 1945, the Fort Wayne Daisies played their first ever game. Now, the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League started in 1943, but uh, Fort Wayne got their franchise in 45. Bill Wamsgans was the manager of the first Daisies team. He was a former major leaguer, and uh, he's uh, part of the Northeast Indiana Baseball Association Hall of Fame, too. So, um, pretty cool stuff there. Also, 50 years ago today... Made my little league debut at St. Joe Little League. Did you? I did. How about that? I got to pitch opening day for uh, civilian construction, and um, we got beat. <laughs> <laughs> Soundly? Uh, no, it was a good. Okay. We, we were we were the the lid lifter of the whole season there gotcha. at St. Joe. Nice. Of course, St. Joe's been the home of of little league baseball for decades, and uh, for the longest time, even when I was there fifty years ago. It was an all-dirt field, the Major League Baseball. Then. Yeah. All dirt. Uh, there were lights. So, I mean, you know, it was pretty cool being a 12-year-old and being oh, yeah. playing in the lights. We hadn't done that before. The Minor League Diamond didn't have lights. We were forced to play Coke there once. Oh, we yeah. tied them due to <laughs> darkness. And we, then we both tied for last place in, in the league. But, but yeah, opening day, May yeah. 23rd, 1970, uh, we played Maloli's. Wow. And uh, Bob but, Wagner spun a no-hitter against us. Wow. Even though I was two for three. I <laughs> can't understand that. But uh, It's funny that you remember stuff like that because I played at Hamilton Park and Little League and all that stuff. And, and my dad remembers a lot of games. I remember when you pitched this game and did, I was like, Dad, I don't remember. I don't remember that stuff. But my dad is like, he was the statistician, too, for the team. So he probably, you know, had a little bit more uh intimate knowledge of things having to remember it put the stats together so it was ingrained into his head a little bit more but uh, those were the days man you know opening day was really cool on a saturday morning and sometimes it was nice sometimes it was absolutely freezing you know and you had a, a picture day and i remember one year uh a couple of fort wayne wizards came out and uh, and through the ceremonial first pitch out and all that stuff it was it was cool man when you were 10 11 12 years old for something like that Oh, and I can, well, I've seen on social media recently, uh, a lot of guys are posting their Little League pictures because now with time on their hands, they've gone through the old boxes of photos and everything. I started, I thought this is just too, I mean, Diane got a whole bunch of different uh, uh, albums and things like that. And she goes, well, you can, you can do it by decades. <laughs> That sounds like a lot of work. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just keeping in this tote thing. And, but so many guys have been posting their Little League pictures and everything. It just brings back so many memories. And I remember now, we moved out into the St. Joe area uh, in, in 1970, and I played Little League there. Now, before that, I had been sick. I'd had rheumatic fever as a kid. Oh. And the doctor told me, you'll never play sports ever because it's too strenuous. And that's yeah, right. <laughs> and so uh, I, I wasn't able to play. Now, we lived over by Parkview Hospital with Lakeside Little League. And at the time, it was okay. at the children's home over on Beacon, Beacon near Lake Avenue uh, between State and Lake. And they used they had four teams. 
the play there. And, and once again, I can't remember what I had for breakfast this morning, <laughs> but I will tell you that they had Indiana Roddenwire, Art Lindenberg was the manager of that, Magnavox, you had Superior uh, Fuel and Wolf Betting. Those four teams were, were there. They had a parade, an opening day parade that went up State Street. On The kids were on fire engines. Driving uh, driving up State Street, it was the coolest thing on opening day, all in their uniforms and everything. And I I couldn't take part because of my illness. But, uh, you know, then I finally got to play when I was 12. I played a little Wildcat when I was 11, but I, you know... Sorry, Doc. Uh, but <laughs> but you know the, the pageantry, like the opening day. You know yeah. when when yeah when a wizard will come out and, and make the first pitch, and and I can remember being at St. Joe Little League as a, as president of the Little League back in 1993, and we did the same thing. We had one of the wizards come out, toss out a first pitch, and it was just so cool. Every kid got named, but uh, that was opening day for me back in 1970, wearing the uniform. I got the my team photo up on the wall in my. Uh, office or man yeah <laughs> spare bedroom and uh, you know and i basically the claim to fame of my little league team was the fact that one matt kostoff was on the oh team. really yeah yeah and um he's a pretty good basketball coach yep and um that's pretty yeah that's <laughs> pretty bad <laughs> and, we'll leave it at that and his dad basically provided all the food for our team picnic at the end of the season. Nice. And uh yeah, it was it was awesome. Uh from quality foods. And uh yeah, it was it was great. But uh yeah, that's uh you know that that's what baseball did to me. Yeah. And I'm still playing to this and I, I can't Touched the top of my head because my shoulder <laughs> so bad, but hey, I'm still playing. Now, your little league coach, there's two types of little league coaches uh, with a 3 0 count. Either 3 0 count, it was take all the way, or it was 3 0 count. That's probably the best pitch you're going to see because they want to throw a strike so you could swing away. So, what was your coach's philosophy on a 3 0 count? Great question. I'll, I'll, I'll preface it by saying we finished the season six and a half and 14 and a half. <laughs> So uh, tied with Coke, like I said, for last place. So if there was any possible way we could get on base, we were getting on base. So we always, uh, there was never a green light on a 3-0 count for us. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, some of the kids swung so so wildly. There, uh, there was very few 3-0 <laughs> very counts. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it was, uh, boy, the civilian construction team was... Uh, we were on it, yeah. We uh, we we thought we were pretty good when I mean Bob Wagner no hit us, but uh, you know, it was only three to nothing. I I you know I, I threw the ball okay, and boy, I tell you, it was yeah. And then it just went downhill from there. <laughs> four six eight six two, the automotive colored supply text line. Four six eight six two. Uh, we're like I said, we're going to be talking about uh, uh, the. Outside the huddle.net, uh, you're going to find out what the best gymnasium in Northeast Indiana is for high school basketball um, in, in just a few moments. But I, I want to go down and talk about the Little League real quick once again before we, uh, we get to that because here's what we've got. The new guidelines, and this was a, a, a segment on uh, 
ABC 21 with Zach Growth talking with uh, District 10 Administrator Mr. Gary Gable and uh, the new guidelines to follow for the start of Little League season. Number one, a bottle of hand sanitizer must be on each bench for every game. And it says, do not touch your hands to your face. A continued reminder there. Number two, temperature checks must be done before everyone enters the field of play before warm-ups of every game. Players and spectators and all officials, it's strongly recommended. No handshake during the ground rules and after the game's over, no contact at all on the field. Uh, doesn't apply to the uh, rules of the game itself. You can play uh, tag a player out. No team huddles. You must be six feet apart or more between each team member. Dugouts must be extended as needed. Dugout score table with controller and concession stands must be sanitized before every game. You can't leave the dugout during the game without umpire permission. Site director approval needed to leave before the game starts. So um, if you once you're there and, and you're, you once you're clear, it's kind of like TSA. Once you're clear yeah. through there, you're, you're not just going to walk willy-nilly over to mom that's the by the bleachers to yeah, get a gator. That's the big one that jumped out to me is because you always have kids leaving the dugout or trying to get a, a mom's attention. Or mom or, goading the kids out of the dugout. Yeah, right? So that's going to be the biggest one for coaches. Like, Christ, i got to keep all these kids separated. And you know how kids like to congregate uh, in a dugout, and now you're going to extend it a little bit. But still, the kids like to sit by each other, and now they can't even leave the dugout. Oh, yeah. Because they are always got excuses to leave. Can I go get a Gatorade? Can I go to the bathroom? Especially the kids that are not out on the field. That are that are not uh, you know playing a position. My mom always made trying to find me it. a sandwich as well. Yeah. <laughs> really? And, and you I asked said, what, what kind? kind is it? I'll <laughs> split it with you. <laughs> Like oh, it. man. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, once the players are on the field, no contact permitted with the spectators. There we go. Wow. Um, That's going to be tough for the parents, too. Outside of helmets and bats uh, need to be sanitized after every use. Now, the, the Leo Grable softball is, is just a little bit different. But uh, continuing on with this, a mask is strongly recommended Uh Flagpoles, batting cages need to follow the steps listed above for sanitize, uh, san- sanitation before each game. Bleachers should be closed off and cannot be used for any game. Six-foot rule applies for spectators in their chairs or standing around. Social distancing guidelines need to be followed. Um, and there's just a couple more that uh, re- regarding uh, the health departments and such. Leo Grable, uh, all the girls have to have their own bats. They have to have their own helmets. They have to have their own defensive face shields. So they're they're uh, they're not wanting kids to share helmets anymore or anything of that nature, you know, stuff like that. So it's just it, it's what we have to do going forward. And uh, you know, hey, we'll uh, we'll see how everything works out, you know, or if uh, I you know, nine eleven was was a, a great indicator of of something that we thought would never happen that did. And uh, it, it was horrific. And uh, boy, I'll tell you what, that changed how we lived our lives completely. And um, although after a while, things relaxed now that weren't before 9-11. So, uh, you know, just uh, those things in life that, that, once again, the completely unexpected that we do have to deal with uh, call for some changes. So, Yeah, the new normal. Yeah. Right. I mean, and we can debate whether this precaution or this precaution is needed, but better be safe than sorry. Right. And slowly return to what we were used to. Exactly. 
We're going to go ahead and step out, take a break. Before we do, though, real quick, I want to tell you about my friends at Culligan. You're talking about health and, and things of this nature. Hey, remember, your body is made up of about 70% water. Won't you want to make sure that the water that you ingest into your body is good quality water? Call Culligan of Fort Wayne today, 484-8668. Have your water tested. See if you need to get uh, more purified water. See what your TDS number is, total dissolved solids. You turn on your spigot and the water is clear and you think there's nothing in there. Oh, not so fast, my friend, in the words of Lee Corso. Take you, that your time and call 484-8668 Culligan of Fort Wayne. Have your water tested. It takes about 15, 20 minutes, about four or five tests, including the one for TDH. It's really quick, really easy, and it will tell you just how good your water is. If it's good, great. Congratulations. If you need some help, they've got suggestions too. And that's just it. They've got suggestions. Give them a call today. Culligan of Fort Wayne. Give your people Culligan water. We'll be right back. It's time to rethink your limits, and OPS is here to help you do it. OPS, Optimum Performance Sports, is the new standard in sports medicine and sports performance. Unfortunately, injuries are just a part of the game and can happen to anyone. The professionals at OPS work together to get you back in action and performing at your very best. From certified athletic trainers to fellowship-trained sports medicine physicians, physical therapists, and sports performance coaches, your athlete will receive the same continuum of care as the professional. Professionals do. Wanting to take your game to the next level? OPS offers performance classes six days a week at the newly renovated Ash Center. OPS athletes can experience real measurable results in speed, strength, and agility without increasing their risk of injury. The certified trainers at OPS use scientific methods to help you get the most out of your body. Mention this ad and you will receive one free month of training. Visit OptimumPerformanceSports.com to learn more and to start your free month today. Whether you're working remotely, taking web classes, binge-watching TV, or gaming, Bell is here to help you find the right tech. From XPS and Alienware computers that are redefining what's possible with 10th-gen Intel Core processors to the latest top-brand electronics, our seamless tech solutions will help keep you connected. Plus, get free shipping. Call us today at 800-BY-DELL. That's 800-BY-DELL. Right now, it feels like the world's standing still. But if you look to the land, it's a whole different story. From farms to backyards, wheels are turning, seeds are being planted, animals are getting fed, grass is growing, and families are giving their all to the soil. Because no matter how uncertain things get, the land never stops. So to all those linked to the land, John Deere says thank you. We're here for you because we all run together. Nothing runs like a deer. Talking sports for a Memorial Day weekend. Happy Memorial Day to you and yours. Well, hopefully, we'll get some good weather. Warm weather at the le- at least coming. Yeah, yeah, we got summertime temperatures uh, on the horizon. Boy, uh, had an impromptu, like a, a wiffle ball type softball game last night. In really the nice. Had the neighbors come over, and yeah, Sweet. we we had a blast actually. It was, awesome. It was I haven't played wiffle ball in forever. Oh yeah, Great. it was it was fun. I I I pitched. Did I was you? Pretty much all time pitcher, and I didn't get to hit. Oh, but um, that's okay. 
<laughs> sounds doesn't it's sound like it was okay. Okay, yeah, well, I'll get over it eventually. But oh. you know, with with all the baseball swirling and everything, and softball and everything, I'm just uh, pretty excited about that. Yeah, hopefully getting started. Hopefully soon. We have a playoff plan for the NHL. I a 24 that, team plan that they're going to try to put together for June. Um, haven't heard much about baseball and when they're going to try. Um, I have this, it's, of course, it's supposed to be Indianapolis 500 weekend with Memorial Day. Uh, I have this perverse thought that I hope it rains tomorrow so they would not have been able to race the race anyway or have to delay it or uh, call it short or whatever. Just, I, I don't know, we need a win, and that to me is a win. If it's a beautiful day tomorrow, it kind of even more depressing. Even, even worse, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, it sounds like, from the, from the look of the forecast, you're going to get your wish. Yeah, it seems so. like we have some storms tomorrow, but yeah, We could 80s. use the rain. <laughs> Says nobody. Uh but uh, at least the warmth, man. It's supposed to be hit almost 80 today and I think almost 90 by early like Monday, Tuesday. So Mesh tank top and shorts. For, yeah, buddy. For me, too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, if they're not like going to call us back to work, then we're going to dress the way we want to dress. We will dress appropriately for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 46862, the Automotive Color and Supply text line. If you have a question, comment, uh, suggestion, Rand, if you didn't before, you might after this segment here because we are going to go down the uh, the top six because I think last week we covered seven through ten, stopping at Kilmer Court at Snyder, if I'm not mistaken. So Yes, yep. Starting with Number six on the outside the huddle.net list of the top ten high school basketball gymnasiums in northeast Indiana. South Adams High School, the, the Star Dome, uh, 14.5 uh, points total, but five on design. And of course, the dome. Yeah. I mean, it's a no-brainer with a five on the design. It's it's basically what it says. Star Dome, it's a mini dome. It's got seating all the way around. It's got uh, you know two levels and just a very unique place for high school basketball anywhere, let alone uh, northeast Indiana. So um, the issue with the Star Dome, while it's unique, is that it's not full very much. Mm-hmm. I mean, occasionally we'll, in the ACAC tournament, we'll have a big game there. Um, but uh, team success has not been to the level, both on boys and girls' side, to really make the Stardome an intimidating atmosphere. Uh, but it's great for the postseason. It's great for the ACAC tournament. And the boys uh, on the South Adams side should be pretty solid this year. So maybe we'll have some big-time games at the Stardome. But uh, one of those places, if you've never been, get down to the Stardome and burn and catch a game. Indeed. Number five, Central Noble, the Cougar Den, a.k.a. the jungle. Uh, it's, and, and, of course, right now, uh, they've probably got one of the best sophomores in the state of Indiana, Connor Seagan. Yeah. Uh, you know, that the completed his sophomore season this past uh, uh, school year here. And, uh, yeah, it's Central Noble is uh, is is 
quite the place. When we talk about the when we did the football side, it was what the community events in some of these small towns, right? Cherubusco's and places like that. Uh, this is what it has become in Albion for both boys and girls basketball. Girls basketball, of course, went in the state championship in 2018. And now the boys program is starting to step up with a young and talented basketball team. So um, it, it's not insanely unique there. Um, the one unique aspect of it, I think, is when you have the teams on one side and there's no fans immediately behind them. Mm-hmm. They have a wall and then the stands. So that kind of gives you some space as opposed to being on top of each other in terms of those benches at some of the other gymnasiums in the area. But uh, the crowds show up. That's the huge thing that I think factors in for Central Noble. It's also going to factor in for some of the ones that we got coming up is fans show up uh, and the girls and boys programs are both relatively successful. So uh, those two factors help the Cougar Den at number five. Okay, number four. Huntington North, the Bob State Court, and uh, and that's one that I believe we, we've talked about that in, in the past, where it's it's been home to uh, several postseason contests. It has a good seating capacity. Uh, I can recall. Uh, basically doing color for uh, Brett Rump uh, on Froggy back in the day. And uh, I think we were either, yeah, we were uh, doing uh, doing DeKalb County sports and, uh, and doing some uh, some games there as well. Uh, sitting right up in the corner, right up in that, that uh, yep. you know, where you have a little bit of room for media. And yeah, media all four table. sides, right? The, yeah. Yeah, and, the directional uh, sides. So, uh, you know, that's always, but, but that can get very loud. Yeah, here's the issue when we were rating North Arena is if we were rating it purely on a regional or a semi-state or even a sectional there, it's up in the top three. Because of the amenities, you mentioned where the media can sit. They have capacity seating, plenty of seating, uh, and it can get pretty loud in there. But during the regular season, it can be really quiet in there. The problem when you have so many seats is it feels so cavernous when you don't fill them. Mm-hmm. And Huntington North, for a fair amount of games, don't even open the upper deck. They slide those bleachers back. So just because you have the seating, and it is the largest uh, gym by capacity in Northeast Indiana, doesn't necessarily mean it's the best gym. It's a very, very good gym. It belongs uh, in the top five. Uh, recent upgrades with lighting and the court have making it even better. It's It's a great place for basketball when it's full and when there's excitement in there, but it's not... It doesn't have that on every Friday night or every Saturday night like we have some of these other places like a Central Noble that bring in so many people. And, of course, uh, before we get to the top three, uh, in case you're just joining us or weren't uh, along with us last week, uh, in the top ten, the number ten rated high school gymnasium in northeast Indiana was Concordia, number nine, Garrett, number eight, Belmont, and then Snyder was number seven. So that brings us to the top three. And uh, Huntington North, by the way, a 15 rating. Uh, Carroll, the Charger Fieldhouse, 15.5 comes in at number three. And, of course, whenever you talk about any kind of sporting event, especially uh, basketball, football, 
the Neon Nation has to yeah. be mentioned. Yeah, Neon Nation is one of the best uh, student sections in northern Indiana. Does a great job in terms of theme nights, in terms of dressing all similar. Uh, obviously, e- easy to spot with the neon when they wear that. Uh, you know, Carroll Fieldhouse, uh, Charger Fieldhouse, is one of the relatively new arenas around, gymnasiums around. And you just feel the – it's it's just so incredibly spacious in there. And, and what Carroll did is they went around to other gymnasiums when they were building or putting together the design for this thing on what they liked different aspects of different mm-hmm. gymnasiums in the area. And they really liked the open concept and really being able to be space. They didn't want people on top of each other. And that's what you have to love at Carroll is even in a packed gymnasium, you feel like you're not on top of each other. You feel like you have some breathing space, places to walk around. Uh, they do a great job with the uh, with the board on the on one side in terms of honoring all their teams and all the championships. The scoreboard is top level, does a great job. Um, and so all around at Carroll Fieldhouse, seats a lot and has a really good environment for big games. So Charger Fieldhouse, all-encompassing number three. And you mentioned, too, their, uh, their concessions. Yes, top level. Carol does the concession stand. That's that's a big thing. Amenities are a big thing, and Carol does it right. And here's one of the intangibles at Carol that a lot of people don't uh, don't give a lot of credence to, but but I do. PA, yeah. The PA announcer Brett Windmiller has been there for years, and there isn't a better high school uh, sports. Public address announcer, in my estimation, than Brett Windmiller, just because every time I've been there and and watched him work, he doesn't miss players that enter a game. He doesn't miss fouls. He he, he doesn't miss anything. He's he's clear. He he perfect pronunciations. He just he does the job like it should be done, and uh, and he respects it. And uh, that's another cool thing. And obviously paid by the home team, you know, so, uh, you know, he's going to be just a little bit in favor uh, from a voice uh, perspective uh, for the Carroll Chargers, obviously. But he's very respectful of the opponents, too. So uh, just a little intangible there for number three. Number two on the list, Westview. Now, this was one with 16 points. Game night atmosphere, a five rating. Which is well-deserved. Westview is from from the opening of the doors to when you leave is just an amazing atmosphere when you go to Westview. It's packed in there. Always, It's yes. always packed in there. Uh, Dan Byler, everybody knows him as the Whistler. I mean, if you don't know, if you haven't ever heard of, the, heard of the Whistler, you need to go to a Westview game. There's really just no explaining it, really. <laughs> I mean, seriously. The um, school song. Yeah, and, and just whistling all the time, like through the school song, everything. Um, and he's just one of many people that are committed to it huge fans turnout is well lit it's nothing really special but the 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 stands are humongous. There's just a huge, there's just one level of them, but they go all the way up to the ceiling uh, on both sides. It's a tremendous atmosphere, tremendous place. A lot of people thought it could, should be number one. The one thing we had to throw is, is while the girls program or the boys program has been tremendously successful as, re- mm-hmm. as recently, it's been a couple years since the girls program was able to bring in the same amount of attention. And so when we're judging the 
these as of right now, it, it will change year to year because of different things. But that's one of them is team success. One of the four parameters uh, is while the boys have been there, um, you know, the girls, you know, it's 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 uh, not as been as an immediate success of late, although they have a tradition of success as well as recently as, you know, four or five years ago. Now, number one, and I see a, a bit of a trend here between football and basketball, but tell you what, before we give number one, why don't we go ahead and take a quick break? And then when we come back, we'll give the listeners the OutsideTheHuddle.net number one high school basketball venue in Northeast Indiana. Let's do that. When we return, we're going to be uh, unveiling number one for you. You're listening to Talk and Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply on ESPN Radio 1380 AM 100.9 FM. Every day, we fight to preserve magnificent places and wildlife. We are Earth Justice, a national legal nonprofit fighting for your right to a healthy environment. Every day, we fight to advance clean energy. We are Earth Justice, 135-plus lawyers representing clients free of charge. Every day, we fight to combat climate change. We are Earth Justice, and we're here because, now more than ever, the Earth needs a good lawyer. Earth Justice. Justice uses the power of law to ensure our planet and its inhabitants have a future. No one fights more cases on the environment than Earth Justice. And we win almost every time. Because when we win, the air and water are cleaner, food systems are safer, and public lands are preserved. And we win because these are fights we cannot lose. Want to join us in this fight? The time is now. Go to earthjustice.org today. That's earthjustice.org. A health threat anywhere is a health threat everywhere. I'm Dr. Phil. A new coronavirus outbreak called COVID-19 started in China and is spreading to many countries, including the U.S. It's critical to get the facts about how to protect our friends and loved ones. While CDC is working with states and communities to stop the spread of the virus, health workers and emergency response efforts need our support. The CDC Foundation, a nonprofit organization, is focusing on immediate and critical needs that help protect our communities here at home and those around the world. We can all play a role in stopping this deadly virus. Get updates, learn how to protect your friends and family, and find out how to help. Go to cdcfoundation.org. That's cdcfoundation.org. Together, our impact is greater. This has been a public service announcement brought to you by the CDC Foundation. Welcome back to Talking Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply. Happy Memorial Day weekend to you and yours, along with Justin Kenny from OPS. I'm Jim Shovelin. Thanks for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. It's easy to get a hold of us and be part of the show. Do so via the Automotive Color and Supply text line at 46862. That's 46862. Please put TS in the front of your message so we know it's from you. So far, we've uh, we've run down the top in the top ten, we've given you the top, well, nine, saving number one. And and here's how they go once again. Number ten, Concordia. Number nine, Garrett. Number eight, Belmont. Number seven, Snyder. Number six, South Adams. Number five, Central Noble. Huntington North is number four. Carroll, number three. Westview, number two. 
And the number one high school basketball gymnasium in Northeast Indiana. And, of course, you're all sitting there going, I know what this one is. It's, it's, it's Norwell High School. And, and the correlation between football and basketball is this. You just like the nickname Knights, don't Apparently. you? Because East Noble was the, the yeah. top football venue. Now Norwell... You know, in, in, for basketball, Norwell isn't, you know, this is about the courtyard uh, yep. for basketball. But hey, tell us why Norwell gets the top rating at 17 points with the four criteria. 20 is, is the most points you get. That was that was perfection. Right. And they had a number. They had a, a five score on design. Yeah. So in, in Norwell, to my estimation, not the largest venue. But tell us why OutsideTheHuddle.net would choose Norwell as the number one high school basketball gymnasium in Northeast Indiana. Well, when you look at it, we rated the game night atmosphere 4.5 out of 5. And a lot of people will say, well, Westview's better. And they are in that particular category. But in Westview got a 5. Yeah. So, you know, when you look at it overall, game night atmosphere 4.5 is tremendous in there for both boys and girls. Uh, they pack it. Ossian uh, really comes in and supports both the boys and girls programs. Do a great job in hosting postseason events as well. So it puts it up there. Design gets a 5. It's it's not the most spacious gym, as you said, but always making upgrades. They have the, the collapsible NBA-style rims and the hoops that mm-hmm. actually draw. They're not coming down from the ceiling. They redid the uh, the basketball court in the last offseason. It looks tremendous on there with the different colored wood in the lane that makes it unique. Um, they're putting new LED lighting in that's going to really brighten uh, the gymnasium overall. Uh, the, the seats are... Really, really nice. Of course, they have the NHS on one side uh, that's ingrained into the seats. It looks really uh, unique and cool. Um, the amenities are solid. Nothing too flashy, but not falling behind. And, and But then I think it comes down to real team success. And when you talk about Westview, the boys have been there. The girls have not been there for a couple years. But on the boys' side, both the boys' and girls' programs, consistently good uh, with Mike McBride and Eric Thornton. I mean, two tremendous coaches. and. They're still even peaking. You look at both of those teams were relatively young last year that are only going to get better this year. So when you encompass all four parameters, it puts the castle at Norwell number one in terms of our uh, top ten of area gymnasiums in 2020. Norwell High School, the number one gymnasium in northeast Indiana. Now, of course, uh, when you look back, I guess – you know the the old South Side gym, the old North Side gym, and in really, I mean the the only gosh anymore the throwback is Concordia. Sure, you know everything else has been upgraded. Dwenger is pretty much the same with the stage on the one end, uh, but just a large you know large room. They didn't have an auxiliary gym there until right. uh, the expansion, but uh, you know it. Did Fort Wayne Community Schools or did Northside and Southside basically when they built their new gyms take away? Oh, yeah. I guess uh, so much of the aura and totally. the mystique and the history. I mean, you used to be able to walk in to, you know, to the, the gymnasium at Northside and just feel the nostalgia. Yeah, no you know, doubt. And it sounds 
quirky and schmaltzy, but that's that's really what I I remember that so many of the the, the bedrees and and guys like this and the you know Browns and, and all the uh, you know Heininger Steve Heininger was was a star there as well before you know the mid seventies with what, Warl Simmons and Frank Thomas and guys like that too. It's just it. You know, it, how much was taken when when they, re, when they when they modernized these gymnasiums? Yeah, and that was the difficult thing. And, and Southside was transformed, right? But Northside was they built a brand new gymnasium, yeah. right, with Bay Hay Arena, and that's unique in, in in its own respect, and and obviously named after one of the legends of Northern Indiana and coaching in Bay Hay. But the the good thing is at Northside is the gym still exists, right? Uh, it's now a library, but if you go through a certain door, you can get into because the whole thing was concrete. I mean, it was going to be a mess. To, it was a concrete bowl, so they just decided to put up walls and make it a, a library, which is actually on the court. But the seating is still there. The stadium style seating mm-hmm. is still there. You can get in there and feel the nostalgia even now, uh, and 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 kind of get an experience that uh, you other otherwise wouldn't. But. Um, it's a gym that I miss all the time because of its uniqueness and being able to sunken bowl. And there was just no room for the teams. I mean, you know, kids with big shoes on the bench, their feet were hanging over the, you know, the, the end line or baseline, you know, uh, you know, onto the court. Um, the problem was there was really no handicap seating really uh, there. That was mm. kind of, and, and the problem was with the concrete bowls, there just really wasn't much to adjust because of the construction of it it was well built and it was going to be a pain in the ass to really try to to modernize it so instead they just built a new one and th- but that also saved it because it was such a pain in the ass to to destroy that now they were just going to put up poor you know uh, walls and make it a library so it still yeah. exists and from a school perspective pe classes were kind of hamstrung in you know previously yeah. with well we've got just a basketball court worth of of space for you yeah uh, here you know here we go no retractable bleachers no you know in some of the other schools etc but um yeah it was it was unfortunate there but you know i can remember as a little you know five six seven eight years old going around with my dad and my uncle on friday and saturday nights they used to love they were high school sports fanatics they used to love to go around to north side south side central catholic with tom railing and in steve crawl and bird and guys like that and then central and and just go you know maybe a little bit outside of town as well but you know concordia too with that uh, that lower level uh you know like i think you described it as somewhat prison <laughs> prison uh, yard but, <laughs> but but those to me were oh my gosh you know it was so cool that we were going to this gym this night or that night and i was seven years old but you know it was just one of those things there weren't too many things to get excited about back then yeah but, and, uh, and that's why we kind of cater towards the more rural areas because we haven't had those complete transformations at some of these other outlying schools that we've had in the city uh, because of having to expand or redesign some things. Um, and, but this list will change as soon as a couple years from now when you look at what Homestead is planning to do and build a new uh, gymnasium. And you can bet that it's going to try to beat Carroll in terms mm-hmm. of, uh, of bells and whistles as natural rivals. And while Carroll is going
going to try to beat Homestead with its new athletic facilities outdoors centered on the football stadium. So it's going to be kind of like a arms race between those two to try to beat the other in both football and basketball. And it just ends up being good for the spectators and the participants. Absolutely. Because they're getting state of the art. You you go down to the three one seven area code. Go down to Marion County. Take a look at, you know, the Center Groves and the Fishers and the Ben Davis and things like that. Warren yep. Centrals. And then you, you see what, what kind of money is, is uh, sunken into some of those facilities. My goodness. Yeah, no doubt. And I think, you know, when you look at Fort Wayne Community Schools and investing in the athletic programs, I think a lot of people are encouraged with a new superintendent coming in that they may be more inclined to invest more into the athletic side of things. And so um, whenever that is announced and whoever it may be, I think there is a thought, at least with the athletic circles, is, hey, maybe we'll have a superintendent that uh, that kind of cherishes athletics a little more than dr wendy robinson did not saying that dr robinson was was right or wrong just that her priorities were more on the academic side Mm -hmm. and that is that is a definite priority but i think uh somebody with a new vision would say well while not as important as academics maybe we need to do a little bit more for the athletics particularly with the amount of kids that are involved in that and and at-risk kids right that that otherwise who would be doing who knows what instead of being at practice and games. So I think you're going to see a little bit more investment into athletics and Fort Wayne community schools than we've seen in the last 10, 15 years. 46862, the Automotive Color and Supply Text. I can tell you what, we're going to go ahead, step out, take a quick break, then we're going to come back, talk with Blake Sebring. I have just a question for that, gentlemen. I'm going to do that when we return. You're listening to Talk and Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply on ESPN Radio 1380 AM 100.9 FM. If you looked at your auto or homeowner's insurance rate lately, think it's about time to get a competitive quote? Call the Wise Insurance Agency today at 260-747-5373. Located at 7410 Bluffton Road, Wise Insurance is a local company that's been in business for 25 years. Being an independent agent working with over 15 A-plus rated carriers allows Coach Ron Wise to assess your needs and determine the best option for you to give you maximum coverage with the most affordable premiums. The Wise Insurance Agency also offers motorcycle, RV, and watercraft insurance, as well as renter's insurance, flood, and umbrella policies. Multi-policy discount up to 20%. Let Coach Wise show you the fundamentals of getting the right insurance. Don't put it off. Contact Coach Ron and the Wise Insurance Agency team today at 260-747-5373 or find them online at thewiseinsuranceagency.com. ESPN Radio 1380 and 100.9 FM, here to pay tribute to all the first responders in our life. Healthcare workers, grocery store employees, dog walkers, or even just a kind person offering help. They're Fort Wayne's neighborhood heroes. Let's recognize the hero in your life at ESPNFortWayne.com or text the word HEROES to 46862. Submit a photo and give them a shout out today. Neighborhood Heroes from Masters Heating and Cooling and Fort Wayne Sports Station. Check out this brand new deal that popped up on MyDealsFortWayne.com. A $50 certificate to Pop Teak Gourmet Popcorn for just $25. With locations in Columbia City, Jefferson Point, and downtown Fort Wayne, Pop Teak offers tons of flavors and gift sets that are perfect for everyone. You can even send Pop Teak as a gift directly through the mail. Just give them the info and they'll do the rest. Grab your half-off certificate to Pop Teak Gourmet Popcorn now. Available through MyDealsFortWayne.com. 
Com. Place your legal sports bets at BetRivers.com. Your new home for sports betting. Millions of betting options a year on the sports you love. We offer live in-game betting on major sporting events worldwide. Tons of bets available during games from money lines, prop bets, and many more. Use one of our 12 easy deposit methods to get in on the action. And when you win, we offer fast and reliable withdrawals. Sign up now and we'll match your first deposit up to $250. More bets, better odds, more action. Place your sports bets at BetRivers.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. 1-800-994-8448. 11-year-old Mehdi lives in Ethiopia in extreme poverty. Like every child, Mehdi is a world of possibilities. But the world tells her she has no value, no voice, no future. It doesn't have to be this way. Child Fund works in 25 countries to ensure that millions of children like Mehdi grow up healthy, educated, self-sufficient, and safe. They know they have value, a voice, a future. Learn more at childfund.org. Memorial Day weekend, and I think we're going to uh, get at least part of the weekend in with some uh, beautiful weather. This is kind of the gateway to summer, and uh, please remember in in this Memorial Day weekend to remember those that have uh, fallen in service to our country as well. 46862, the Automotive Color and Supply text line, 46862, put TS in your message. If you have a question, comment, rant, opinion, suggestion, etc., regarding local sports, along with Justin Kenny from OPS, I'm Jim Shovelin, and on the Talking Sports phone line presented by Culligan of Fort Wayne, give your people Culligan water. Is Mr. Blake Sebring? Blake, good morning, sir. Can you believe that Justin Kenny has not played wiffle ball with his son Noah? I mean, come on! I mean, is that like a failure or what? I am a failure. I am a failure. <laughs> are, are That's you, just the tip of the iceberg with that are you conversation. Afraid he'll take, <laughs> are you afraid he'll take you into the cheap seats? <laughs> Very well. Well, actually, he's okay. afraid Wendy's a better player. Is what he's yeah, that's of. true. Oh, yeah, you know, he could come to my clinic, you know, wiffle ball for dads. <laughs> but, you know, it's virtual now. Uh, it, it's on Zoom. But... Uh, Blake, you know, we've been talking about uh, high school football venues in Northeast Indiana and then uh, just completed the OutsideTheHuddle.net segment on on the high school basketball venues and all the history and everything. But what I wanted to ask you, sir, in your time covering the Fort Wayne Comets, aside from Memorial Coliseum, name me the two coolest arenas to cover Comet Hockey in? Okay, well, it, there's so many different things into that. Um, exactly. The and Palace and uh, Gundarina in Detroit, or Auburn Hills, and Gundarina in Cleveland were just spectacular. I mean, they were just so freaking cool. <laughs> in, in what um, ways? I mean, just... Uh, they were palaces. They really were. I mean, they were built for the NBA teams. I mean, Gundarina had gold fixtures in the bathrooms. Um... You know, I mean, they were just so modern. Mm-hmm. It's so weird that the palace is gone already. I mean, that's oh, I know. crazy. I mean, yeah. that's just nuts. I saw a concert um, there a few years ago, and it's, you know, see you later. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, somebody couldn't use that? You know, one of the schools up there or something? You know, um, wow. I mean, those two just stood out that way. Um, 
I really like, I mean, this is weird. I mean, for pure atmosphere, when it was full and when it meant something, Pepsi Coliseum in Indy was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Because I remember them having to rope off the fans as they exited so that they, you know, separated and didn't cause a massive brawl. I remember Comets coach Al Sims' wife, Sue, who was never shy, uh, being escorted by state police out to her car <laughs> after a game. Um, well, that was nice of the state police. Sure. Yeah. It was to protect the, the crowd. Um, <laughs> so we'll say. Said Blake Sieber, You know, I mean, she just got so into it. And people, you know, um, Toledo fans are the most obnoxious by a mile. Um, the most... I've gotten into this with them before, too. I mean, they just, the most profane, the most whatever you want to say. I mean, that's a long, long history of that, too. Well, I yeah, I've um, talked to Michael Franke about that. You know, uh, as a kid, used to go on Comet bus trips to Toledo Sports Arena. And before we would get off the bus, you know, the uh, the Comet fan club official would tell us, you know, be very careful what you say. Be very careful how you cheer these people aren't right <laughs> that was exact yeah. it, it, it just uh you know and, and of course the team always had to go you know across the concourse to get to the locker room and the fans would be lined up ready to jeer them etc but uh but once again it was a small arena i don't think it it sat three thousand you know and it just seemed like it was just so small another one for me blake mcmoran sports arena I was just going to say that. Fort Huron, Michigan. What a unique atmosphere for hockey there with with the ends as they were, and and it was just just cool. I used to like uh, Kobo in Detroit because it was so unique in its uh, architecture. I mean, it was a beautiful arena to watch anything with Mm -hmm. the big, uh, shoot, what would you call it at the one end there? You know, I mean, that was just beautiful. Um that was a neat place. It was kind of like the embassy of arenas, you know. Uh-huh. It was just really, it was an old, old place that they'd fixed up very well. Um, <clears throat> that kind of thing. I mean, I remember seeing a rat the size of a basketball in Atlanta once. That's <laughs> Yomni. Uh, <clears throat> let's see, what else? I mean, you know, I, I like where the, the Chicago Wolves play, uh, which was... Uh, Oh, it used to be called, uh, that's where DePaul played all their great basketball games. Oh, the Rosemont Horizon. school arena that is just beautiful. I mean, it, it re- you really feel like you're going back in time a little bit okay. when you walk yeah. in. This... Um, I just like that style, you know. Um, you know, that's what's funny about the Coliseum when it got renovated. You know, <clears throat> I always described it as, well, the old place didn't, and it's like, it's the same place. It's like the old place was out across the parking lot somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> That's how much of a renovation it was. You know, it was like a brand new building. And, you know, you can still compare it to the old place. Like the old place is gone completely, and it's not, you know. Well, what what were some of the venues that uh, that provided you with the best opportunity to work? And what were the worst? Oh, I love Pepsi Coliseum because we'd go upstairs. There was a press room, and... And you'd be working on your stories, having a beer with the, the PR guys, uh, Jason and Brad Berry and Jason Boffman and, and those guys. And they were just fantastic. I mean, we were friends with them. Uh, that's how I met, uh, uh, oh crap, just went out of my head. John, 
oh, he was the Indianapolis beat writer for forever, and he taught me a lot. And uh, he's he's passed now. I mean, you really met a lot of great people there. You know, Tom Barry would come up and have a beer with us in the old days. The commissioner of the eye, mm-hmm. just shoot the bull. You get done your story in an hour and sit there for two. You know, I mean, that was just a cool atmosphere. It's just a great way to break in and to learn things. John, yeah, I mean. Just a great way to to do that. That was, you know, but that's not something everybody gets to experience. Um, Peoria was kind of fun because of Dave and Minnie, and I was always happy to see Dave. Um, miss that, seeing that guy all the time. Um, you know, Kalamazoo's fun for Pan Shebist. Kalamazoo's fun too because there's so many comics. Fans. Yes, I mean, you know, it's it's. It's like a couple times a year it seemed like at least there were more Comets fans than Wings fans. And they would take over. And it really seemed to make an impact in teams' play. Plus, that's a small arena, and you're right on top of it. It just seems so much more intimate. Well, it, it uh, always seemed like a, it's such a, a low thing. ceiling as well. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and like, I think they kind of ruined it putting the big video thing in. I mean, like the Jerry uh, Dome, it's you know it's that size of a video thing, and it kind of ruins the atmosphere. And I get why they did it because they don't have any atmosphere regularly. I mean, I get it, but and you got to do what you can. Um, but I mean, some of those epic, epic playoff games there. You know, I mean, just where there was half as many, where there was as many Comets fans as Wings fans there, and man, those were fun games to watch because you knew that. They really push the players to a different level. Oh, definitely, and, and depending on you know uh, that extra fifteen feet in Fort Wayne, uh, <laughs> regarding because I well, think Kalamazoo was the funny thing is everybody and their brother swears that the the ice in Kalamazoo is smaller, but it's actually regulation size. That was two hundred I mean, by eighty five. I know it's been it's it's yeah. I mean, I went out there once with the the Zamboni driver and Mike. Uh, Mike, uh, golly, I'm having a hard time with names today. I'm losing my mind here. I'm old, you know. Um, and so we went out there with the little roller thing and measured it, and it was legal. You know, oh, it's legit. It's just the perspective and the way the seats are lower, you know, to the ice, or the, the angle, you know. And, yeah, it's crazy because yeah. everybody else swears it's it's not, but it is. It's but, crazy. Yeah, I was, was going to say. You know, say- the Coliseum for decades – had they did something that uh, that they I don't know if they were supposed to do it or not, but the goal lines were out an extra two or three feet from the inboards. Oh, really? So that's how they got the reputation for having the big eye. Okay, and then have you a had little extra room, room behind. behind the net. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but well, it's the same. It's the same regulation size. It's just that the lines were off. Hmm. Yeah. You, yeah. So you had a little bit less offensive and defensive zones, yeah. Actually, you didn't. You had the same, but it was more room behind the net. Okay, you had more room behind the net. So what? Neutral zones were a little bit. Uh, no, no. Everything just, else. Was everything regular. else was in perspective. They just moved the the, just, the, the line lines was, out. Okay. Two or three feet from the boards. Very interesting. Yeah, and, and <laughs> they got away with it for decades. <laughs> Nice. Well, Blake, thank you so much for joining us once again this Saturday morning, and I uh, hope your Memorial Day is is restful, but uh, yet I'm sure productive for you with uh, with your uh, uh, allegiance. I got to a really cool story today. If anybody gets a chance, 
uh, Laura Douglas, the former Leo, great in about every sport she ever tried, and the volleyball and basketball player at IPFW. I mean, she was conference player of the year. She was amazing. She's yes. 40 years old, and she's battling ovarian cancer. It's in today's paper, and, From and age, she's just a monster badass. Yeah, I former. mean, she's a fighter, and she, it's a cool story. Former Laura Douglas, now Laura Stegall. Eagle. Stigall, yeah, okay. yeah. That's uh, one where you just get out of the way and let the story tell itself. There you go. <laughs> well, Blake, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, let's talk soon. All right, see you guys. All right. That was Blake Sebring, um, former comic beat writer with the News Sentinel for years and years and years, and uh, author, uh, sports historian in Fort Wayne in Northeast Indiana. Thanks to Blake for joining us this morning. Uh, thanks to Justin for uh, for cluing us in on the top 10 in the outside the huddle.net basketball gymnasiums of northeast indiana uh it was a great segment once again uh i can't say enough about outside the huddle.net so uh just just head there take a look and you'll be uh if you're a high school sports fan you'll be uh, incredibly amazed well that's going to do it for talking sports for a saturday may 23rd 2020 have a great memorial day weekend for Justin Kenny, I'm Jim Shovelin. Have a great weekend. Thanks. This is the story of Julie Guillaume. She's a Leukemia and Lymphoma Society advocate and the mother of a child who battled blood cancer. Zach was diagnosed with AML, a deadly leukemia, when he was only five. He died at just nine. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.